0: hello 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 i'm your host stephanie martinez-rivera and you are listening to the joy found here podcast I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle, multitasking is overrated, comparison is a theft of happiness, and yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. And uh, I've been waiting for this one. We talked earlier, we had a schedule. Today, we are talking with. Lisa Zerotny. Fellow podcaster, let's start there. So, you know, if we start fangirling on each other, that's fine too. Her podcast, Positively Living, Do Less, Live More, Breathe Easier. One more time, everybody, especially that last part. How many times are we in the hamster wheel? Let's pump the brakes. Hey, why don't we change lanes and turn off this silly road called life? It doesn't need big changes and there might just be some subtle fixes that she's gonna just drop some couple of pearls and a couple of nuggets. And I want to know about some energy management productivity. Do we have to be busy all the time? I say, come on, it might be overrated. And I think we're going to find out how we can really achieve what we want while keeping our sanity, one would think. So with that, I say welcome, welcome, Lisa. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank
1: you, Stephanie. I am delighted to be here. I can't wait to dig into all of this and if you could see me in this moment, as soon as you're <laughs> like, do we have to be busy? And I'm shaking my head. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I No, we don't, damn it. And who? And again, I'd like to know like who even started all of that, all yep. of that when it, yep. it was never like that, nor does it have to be.
1: Absolutely not. And I love that you are bringing this conversation to the forefront. We do need to shout it from the rooftops together. So okay. let's do this.
0: So with that, as we start, Tell us about you. Tell us about
1: Lisa, Lisa, anywhere you want to start. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Okay. So as you mentioned, I am a fellow podcaster. So thank you for mentioning Positively Living. It is a a very meaningful passion project, just like yours is. And speaking of joy found here, I am already filled with joy being here because this kind of conversation is one of my love languages. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am the founder of Positively Productive Systems and I'm a productivity and accountability coach for multi-passionate creatives and entrepreneurs, uh, for the caregivers of this world, the nurturers, the ones who are always giving and also love all the things. They're so inspired, the lifelong learners, and I help them prioritize and make space for what matters and mm. customize those productivity approaches that they have so they can actually achieve more, more of what they want, live more of their life by doing less. That's what I love to do.
0: <laughs> so I'd let that one just sit right there just for a moment, because I think if people haven't driven off the road, did they say, you know, did she just say do less? Who, you know, like, who is this crazy? Exactly. So. When did you take this and run with it? What started your mission or journey with, I can do more by doing less, or I can achieve more by
1: doing less? To be clear, this, of course, has been a journey, and I've learned Mm -hmm. more and more as I go. But if we take it back to what I'm calling my origin story, if you will, Mm -hmm. Shout out to Marvel there because I've got a a tween and a teen and we watch a lot of that. And I was also at one point a caregiver for my mom who had Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. I moved her into our home when I was pregnant with my first child and cared for her through the pregnancy and birth of my second child and at one point had a mom with Alzheimer's, an infant and a toddler in my care. Wow. Yeah. And my okay. husband was working full-time. We'd had a business together that we were also trying to run. And somehow I managed to do it all because don't we do that, right? Uh, mm. We are strong when we have to be. And I pushed and pushed to make sure that those that I loved were cared for in the very best way possible. But in that process, and as much as I honor it, because I wouldn't be here today without it, Mm -hmm. I also lost a lot of me. I was in absolute survival mode. So if you're ever in that place, if you are right now, my heart to yours, I understand what it means to be so depleted that all you can say is I have nothing left. Mm. And when she passed on, I looked around to say, Mm. what next? What do I do next? It's such an instinctive thing we have to say, What do I do? What do I do? Right? We always want to add things to our lives. We always want to try another thing, add another thing, do another thing. And somehow in there, and maybe it was the sheer exhaustion, there was a voice inside me that said, Wait, take a moment, take a breath, look around and clear a path. Hmm. And now I understand it that I was clearing a path physically, mentally, emotionally, what I call like whole life decluttering, inside and outside. I didn't know at the time it was just picking up one thing that hadn't been tended to in forever because you have to jettison everything that is non-essential when you're in survival mode. And a lot of times you also tend to toss things that were essential but you know you had to prioritize and the thing that i tossed that was essential was me so mm-hmm. when one asks what's the one thing you would change i would say taking better care of me yeah and yeah. Uh, yeah so i just i started to clear out and clean up and process everything that i had put to the side including my own health my own wellness and oh my goodness the shift in me And then subsequently, my family as well Mm -hmm. was huge. And I knew that I needed to help others on this track. But I also knew that it was a very tender time for me of healing. So as much as people say, okay, so this is what you know, go help others who are like right in this moment. I was like, I can't be close to those who are caregiving, but what I can do is help those who are overwhelmed with stuff. And I became a professional organizer and I helped them process everything that they mm-hmm. were dealing with. But very early on, when I walked into a home, I was like, oh, all of this stuff here, the stuff you see, is actually connected to mm-hmm. the head and the heart. Mm-hmm. And if you get to the head and the heart, you're going to process what you have much faster and prevent that from coming back. You know how when you clean up something and oh, you organize it, no, there mm-hmm. are labels and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. look at that. That's so awesome. You walk by the closet, you have to open the door cuz you're like, this is fantastic. Let me admire, sure. Let me admire and and you know how good that feels. So I'm mm-hmm. absolutely all about that, but I also know that feeling when 2 weeks later you're like, what happened?
0: Well, you don't you don't keep that closet door open. You obviously always keep it closed. And you don't realize what happened. (laughs) Believe me, my room of shame is my two-car garage. A car has been in it for maybe, I'll say six months to be kind to myself. And I've lived in the house for 28 years. I've had a professional organizer come and that helped a lot. Because she asked for each thing, you know, she, there was a system. And, and in three days, it was zippity doo and, and a garage sale and a plan and a dumpster, things that I did keep, but never realizing the connection by the questions she would ask. And also she never threw anything away because I would be holding the object and she would yes. be like, okay, so so what's the story here? oh, you know, oh, that was my mother's. Yeah, I lost my mother when I was pregnant with my oldest one. So she was already at this point gone. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, she always took this when we went to the beach and it was a broken straw beach bag. And she's like, okay, um, great. And I'm like, well, it's broken. And realizing that a lot of what I was holding on to was my story. And it was only important to me and why I thought I wanted it for my kids who never met her because she died when I was pregnant. So once someone just, after a while, she didn't want to say anything. I could just tell from like the look on her face. I'm like, I know, I got it. And by me throwing it away, that gave me the power back over the stuff.
1: That's the way to do it. It is not up to us. I would never tell anyone Mm -hmm. what they need to do. And the other thing that I... I guess it's the approach that I come with, Mm -hmm. and it is very grief and trauma informed and understanding that there's so much Mm -hmm. to it, but then there's also the productivity side to it. So it's understanding, okay, you might have technically thrown that thing away, but when it comes to decluttering, which is an absolute must, the way in which we reduce what we are dealing with to the point that it's at the right capacity for us you want to think of it as making space for what matters. So it could be throwing it out, it could be blessing someone else with it, Mm -hmm, it could be mm -hmm. putting it out into the world and hoping the right person finds it, trusting but the right person will find it. Mm -hmm. It's releasing its hold on you, not necessarily throwing out the object. Now that's the physical clutter, but you can think of it that way with your head and your heart as well, Mm. right? The baggage we hold on to, the toxic emotions that we have because we were wronged, damn it.
0: Mm. (laughs) You know, all of
1: those things that really feel like well, if I forgive, then Mm -hmm. I didn't get my justice. And at some point you realize, well, when you're hanging on to all that, you're the one that's bearing all the weight. And
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you have so much more that's important out there that you want to be able to have your hands open for, that you want to have the strength to lift up and to cherish in your life.
0: So you make this wise decision to do the professional mm-hmm. organizing and you see the connection and you're good at recognizing you can read the room right away. Right. And, and probably like know what the story is in some general form without even having to know the specifics.
1: And then what? So I knew that I wanted to get to the heart of it quite literally, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because there's an inherent efficiency in that, where if you get to that part first, where you understand the inner workings, the rest of it literally sorts itself out. Because when you know what matters to you, what your core values are, what your personality is like, really how you work, how you work best, everything about you and your life and the life that you want to be living, you have created a filter for what belongs and what doesn't and that's when i knew that when i figured this out i was like okay i want to be coaching people this way touch the stuff don't touch the stuff sometimes Mm -hmm. it's the stuff inside and i started to attract especially entrepreneurs right those of us who are are juggling family and business and trying all the things and having all the ideas. And it shifted from, okay, I'm overwhelmed and I'm dealing with all this baggage to, well, now I'm overwhelmed because I have so many ideas. And it's actually a really exciting shift to make because it's so hopeful. Being overwhelmed with too many good ideas, it still causes problems. We still need to work through it but it's exciting and I loved doing that because I found that and the first person I ever worked with as a productivity coach gave me a phrase that I carried through today that I absolutely love and I honor in that is that I calmed the storm Mm. and I love that phrase because she had all the ideas and she didn't know which way to turn and that was frustrating because when you are trying to find and live your purpose, when you are trying to be productive, right? And and properly manage your time and your energy and all the things that you're doing. And you're just absolutely overwhelmed. I've often said, overwhelm is not just about having too much to do, but about not knowing what to do next.
0: And that usually is, and as you were talking and what I'm hearing is, and so you have, These entrepreneurs, these successful business people Mm -hmm. who's right now going, their bandwidth is just being totally expanded with a ton of great what's next and what's next. And I'm sure there are times where they don't have, I'll say, someone to either talk to or bounce it off that could really hear What they are saying, if that makes sense. I mean, here you come as the neutral person. You've got no skin in the game. You you know, like you're just like, okay. If I said, Lisa, I'm not sure. I really feel like chicken, and but I haven't had sushi in so long, and I'm not, you know, I'm giving out five things that I feel like eating for lunch, and you'll be like, okay, well, the salad sounded good. Why don't you just go with the salad? And suddenly it's like. Oh, yeah, you know what? Let's go salad today. That's a great idea. It's not that easy, but still that someone can see Mm -hmm. and suggest. Now, it's not as though you're coming, you know, locked and loaded with, well, here's
1: what you're doing right. Here's what you're doing wrong. You're probably thinking intuition, but I do Thank like you. the word innovative because Thank you. Okay. That, that is one of my yeah. character strengths. So Yeah, it
0: it is. I mean, where you're just you can read a person and again, any suggestion makes it a little lighter for them because they're like, oh, okay, let me sit back a minute and It's almost like they just threw you one of the balls that they were trying to keep in the air. And now you've got that. And they're like, okay, this isn't so bad. And so you calm the storm, Mm -hmm. you right the ship, and you do that with
1: space. Because that space thing really makes such a difference. That is absolutely right. And to your point, it can be that simple sometimes because we create our own storms don't we Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and so we're we're in the thick of it and when we take that moment to breathe to reflect which is space when we take that moment to do a mind sweep one of the first worksheets that i i have my clients do and i actually have it available for free in a toolkit if you will Mm -hmm. that anyone can Mm -hmm. download One of them is called the focus file because I'm obsessed with alliteration, but essentially it's a mind sweep a la like David Allen and getting things Mm -hmm. done. And it's the prompts that I've indicated just saying, hey, take five minutes. You can do this without a worksheet right now. Well, after we're done chatting, you know, Mm -hmm. hit the timer for five minutes and what is in your brain that's taking your attention right now? Anything and everything, right? And put it down and that's all you're doing. And please understand that's not your to-do list. That's Mm -hmm. a to-choose list. Say it again. Wait. That, that, you've just taken it, five minutes, all the things in your brain out into a safe space right there on the paper. I do like handwriting. There's a neurosensory connection, but you could also put it into Google Notes or a notepad on your phone if you need to. It's all good. Mm -hmm. And when you do, that is not your to-do list. It is your to-choose list liberating and that is not a beautiful thing then you have it there and it's safe and your brain's like okay we know where it is so we can go to it later and then you can choose okay what do i need to process oh that goes in a calendar that oh that's a someday thing okay (laughs) maybe i'll put that on the calendar six months from now and revisit that oh this mm, i got to talk to somebody about that that's a phone call you know you just you start to go through those things and Process it a bit at a time. So then it's not so overwhelming. You've given yourself space. You've also given yourself space to actually process. You know how when you're stressed out, you can't think straight? Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. any kind of clutter, mental clutter, physical Mm -hmm. clutter, can cause stress. It's a trigger in that it is a constant reminder to us of things we haven't done. Right. It triggers the guilt. Unfinished. The yep. Unfinished mm-hmm. business. And our brains love to tell us about the unfinished. If I said, hey, what did you accomplish the last few days? You'd be like, mm. Oh. Mm. Yeah. because our brains are like, nope, we're done with that. We're not even thinking about that. That's why I love to have it written down where we can celebrate and be like, oh, let's go through that calendar and see what you did. Look at all you did. Because our brains would be like, no, we're ignoring that now. We are on to all the other stuff you have not done. Yay. Our brains are jerks. They mean well though. They really mean well. They're just trying to protect us, but we need to override that. So this is where we start getting into, okay, now we've talked about like the head and the heart in terms of the emotion, the shame and the guilt. And now we need to think about how we can develop the right habits for what we're doing. And all of that ties into who we are as people. And when you say, let's make a suggestion, oh, you could try this. I make a suggestion once I understand who you are and how you work best. Mm-hmm. That's where we fast track things because I understand, for example, let's say you are an introvert who is a night owl, you know, or you have a circadian rhythm that puts your energy at night. Mm-hmm. Then attending an in person networking event alone in the morning is. Something on. Yeah, and Slim mm-hmm. just left the building. So it's like, yeah, this is <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. And then you're like, oh, I put it on my to do list. Oh, I should have. Yeah, didn't get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: then you're disappointed you. with yourself and something else to beat yourself yeah. up over. Yeah, yeah, you didn't do
1: it. Like you're blaming yourself, and I'm like, uh, yeah, because that was never going to work for you. Mm-hmm. So it's understanding so much. And uh, the other point I wanted to make about is Mm -hmm. that we also don't take into account all the things that we've gone through, you know, all Mm -hmm. the life events and the things that shift. So every time we are overwhelmed, we have too much going on in our heads or, you know, in our spaces, you can consider it a clue or a set of clues as to something going on. Has there been a shift? Are you overbooking yourself? Have you been stressed lately? And therefore you are now doing retail therapy and you're bringing more in. Like what's happening? That it's not just the things. Sure. It's also the process. It's the habits that go with it. And mm-hmm. so if you have the right amount of things for a space, then you have the bandwidth, like you said, or you have the places for everything to have a home. And sometimes. You can still put it all away, but you haven't. That's more of a habit Correct. issue than mm-hmm. an amount issue. So yeah, these are all the different things that we explore. And I get so excited to dig into entrepreneurs with this because sometimes it's a, it's a very simple little shift mm-hmm. that can like completely change the energy and the approach and the effectiveness. And yeah, when you know those things, You can do less. So how open to receiving
0: your, I'll say, observations and your theories on the slow it on down to an entrepreneur, to someone that probably is, I'll go stereotypical, like just used to the hustle. Like this is the grind you know, especially when it's your business, this is your baby, this is your idea, you've birthed, you're responsible, you might you might have a few employees that you're really responsible for, you might just be a solo, a lot of different things. And the idea of just slow down, it's scary. When most people, right, it's the marathon, it's the Iron Man that they're on the path for.
1: So just because it's familiar, just because you're used to it doesn't mm. mean it's the right thing to do. But the biggest thing, the biggest issue is that ultimately it's not sustainable. It can be for a bit, even from a productivity standpoint, one of my mm-hmm. uh, productivity books in that collection, I have lots of uh, Charles Duhigg on, on habits and you know James mm-hmm. Clear and uh, all those fun guys and uh, Chris Bailey. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Productivity Project, he was like a guinea pig and he tried a bunch of stuff and he's like, okay, let's try a week of working overtime. And he tested like how long this would last and it drops off eventually. So yes, you could work a little extra. You can push hard. You can have a period of hustle that I love to call a sprint. Okay. Mm -hmm. Understandable. Mm -hmm. You can work hard. (laughs) I didn't say don't work hard. It's just the kind of hustle where you are spinning your wheels, but you're not engaging. And when you're doing that, that's going to burn you out. And ultimately it's proven that the more you push, it's not sustainable. So that's the issue. And I, I do think that there are probably a number of entrepreneurs who are like, yeah, Lisa, that's not happening yet. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. I get it. And you have to be ready. And I'm here when you're ready. And here's but, my but, number. You might need it. Yeah. And for, <laughs> but for the ones who are like, I tried and I tried mm-hmm. and they will tell mm-hmm. you, and they were like, I can't do this anymore. And if I take my foot off the gas, everything's going to fall apart. And I'm like, well, that's a big clue right there. Right. If you feel like you can't take your foot off the gas without everything falling apart, then we need to look overall at what are you trying to accomplish? Are you doing the right things for you? We talk about zone of genius. What are you delegating? Where are you going with this? What kind of system do you have in place? What can you automate? I mean, there are lots of opportunities that don't necessarily mean you've given it up. You're not doing it anymore. It's just, you're not doing it anymore. That zone of
0: genius, I find that not a lot of people really tune into that in themselves. And yet, others, and I'm sure you, can see it so clearly in others. And when you go back and you and you share your observation and you'd be like, I would say like, oh, my God, Lisa, like you can read a room. You can read a person like you. You ask these five probing questions and you already know their story before they do like that's yours. Oh, you have I always call it, you know, like the special eyes that you can assess and probably be right on or close to it or, you know mm-hmm. just you're you 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 are definitely reading the clues and everybody's got a different one mm-hmm. and you know everybody's superpower everybody's cape is a different color and they just don't embrace it
1: sometimes so first of all it's so hard for us to see ourselves as clearly. You talked about objectivity, right? You know, mm-hmm. having having someone step in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be, you know, a friend or a family member, but we have to be careful especially when we're in business or we're trying to create a, a passion project. It can be a little tricky because the people that are close to you that love you can sometimes be so protective that they don't get what you're doing. So mm-hmm. objectivity can be very important in that. But then I mean, there's also this element of not being able to see as clearly when it's you or your stuff. So there's that objectivity. And then the other thing I think happens with the zone of genius. So that phrase comes from the book, The Big Leap, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's not just the zone of genius. There are other zones. And I think the one that is probably the trickiest for us that can muddy up the waters is the zone of excellence. Hmm. There are many things that you do that you're quite good at. But if you really want to be in a flow state, if you really want to show up your absolute positive best, take on the world and just succeed truly and completely. And I mean that in all the ways that you want success to be,
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right?
1: Your zone of genius is what's going to do that. It's going to put you in the flow state, which is your most heightened form of productivity. Zone of excellence, Eh, not so much, but you're quite good at those things. For example, I'm a creative person, and I can hop into Canva, and I can make all kinds of cool graphics any day. It's my zone of excellence. I'm good at it. It's not where I'm meant to be. Where I'm Mm. meant to be, I adore these conversations. Mm -hmm. I adore coaching the things that you said. You read me, reading a room, reading people. Mm That's my zone of genius, innovating with someone where I can take them from, how is that even possible, to having hope and a plan of action to actually take the steps and don't panic, it's not like, Speaking of the big leap, it's not like a big leap, a ravine (laughs) from, oh my gosh, I'm overworking to now I actually have some semblance of, you know, Mm -hmm. family and and business harmony here. Uh, You know, it's baby steps. We take baby steps. But that's my zone of genius and where I love to be, where I'm lit up, where my energy just shifted and you could see it, you could feel Mm -hmm. it when Mm -hmm. I talked about that.
0: It's like when you hear the ice cream man a couple of miles away, but you hear the bells. It's like so promising. And if you're patient and, and wait, you'll definitely get rewarded. And if you want to, if you're ready, if, you yeah. know, again, you know, the student, the teacher arrives when the student is always ready and some people need to, you know, just go around the block a few more extra times until, until the time really presents itself so when did you start the podcast?
1: I started the podcast in June of 2020. And so I call it a, you know, COVID cast because mm-hmm. I actually, I thought that was going to be my year of the book. I've, I've always wanted to write a book, which has now become like books because I have a bunch of different ideas. And my word of the year for 2020 was reach. Mm-hmm. So it was my time to say, hey, let's step out and, you know, stretch myself and to reach more people and to get the message out. And it's so important to me. And my mission is to be the antidote to stress and to spread the hope of this message that it really is possible to do less and to not constantly be on that hamster wheel and to not have to collapse into bed every night, exhausted and dreading the next day there really is a way. And I was like, how do we get this message out? Like, well, I love to have these conversations. So it's time, let's start the podcast. And Positively Living was born because I wanted everyone to understand that this is such a big picture what we're doing than this buzzword productivity. It's so much more than that.
0: And productivity, you measure it how?
1: So, The way I define it to start with Mm -hmm. is that you are doing the right thing the right way at the right time for you. So when you look at it like that, then the way that you would quantify or qualify, as I I might consider, uh, because again, once upon a time we were in the industrial revolution and we needed to figure out how to make more things in less time and that was the focus of productivity. We are now in an information age and going beyond that. Mm -hmm. We need to think about what is productivity. To me, I think it's, it's not just efficiency, but effectiveness and engaging in what you're doing. And ultimately, how do you measure it? Well, by the same ways you would measure your success. Are you gaining traction? Are you making progress? if you were to graph what you're doing, is it headed in the right direction? Are you feeling good about what you're doing? Which is a little tricky because at Mm -hmm. first we can be so hard on ourselves that we can be like, oh, I'm getting nothing done. Really? Really, Stephanie? Nothing? Let's look Mm -hmm. at that calendar. Yeah, let's review. Right. Let's Mm -hmm. review, shall we? Mm -hmm. But ultimately, yeah, I think it's linked to what we have to self-define in terms of success and in terms of what we can reasonably do and i will tell you that i've been very humbled because after my time as a caregiver i don't think i've ever had the same level of energy or the same level of health but i've come back quite a bit i also have values that sort of they step in (laughs) and speak up and demand of me different activities than what I would do in my business, let's say. So overall success to me can also play out as in, I have a number of incredible clients that I love to work with and I've seen a huge shift in them, the types of people that I'm attracting and that I'm working with. And I love to show up to every client call. And at the same time, I get breaks during the day where I get to pick up my kids from school and interact with them and stay on top of what they're doing. And there's a lot of the phrase I get to during my day, mm-hmm. which is a kind That's of. I was going to
0: say, right?
1: yep, mm-hmm. yeah. To me, I successful. Boom, done.
0: <laughs> Similar to when you said earlier, the to choose list. Yeah, it is instead of to do, and oh, I've got I get to, and a simple word like that. You know, it starts with a smile. You're in instant gratification because you're like, I get to do this. Get I, I get to really and you're saying it with a smile and you're looking forward to it. it nothing is it's not, you know, Monday morning begrudgingly that uh, waking up to
1: go to a job that you hate. Right. I do it's, want to counter, and I think this mm-hmm. is so important that it's not toxic positivity. We're not just no. play, like you know fake it oh, no. smile mm-hmm. all the time. And no. sometimes days are just, ugh, <laughs> and yeah. sometimes the gratitude is, oh, I survived. Hand me the coffee, or maybe it was like that was a tough day, mm-hmm. and then you find those little moments within, like I am so grateful. That my family made me laugh, and I'm so grateful for the help that I received from a fellow entrepreneur. And I'm so glad that I got to chat with Stephanie. And I'm so glad that I had ice cream. It always comes back to ice cream for me.
0: It, it, it has to, it has right? To, Those are the little one. ways
1: uh-huh. to find gratitude in there. But but I just wanted to be clear. Yeah, it's not it's not a toxic. Yeah, toxic. no, it's it's, it's not. That, yeah. yeah, it's more of an appreciation for what you're doing. And if you're not appreciating what you're doing then maybe look at if it's the right thing to be doing and how you might be able to change it so that you do have that gratification.
0: By you saying that, it's it's so interesting because I have the advantage of not only listening to you, but seeing you. And again, when you're in your zone, (laughs) it's so apparent you're lit up. It's easy. It In the flow, whatever, all those things are all very true. They're not just, you know, words that perhaps you've read in this. No, it's absolutely positively. And, and you're aware of that. Mm-hmm. And maybe s- people need to learn how they can become, I want to say, a little more self-aware. Because sometimes you might have that friend that'd be like, oh my goodness, look, you're so good and you need to do this. But You have to, again, recognize it in your mirror Mm -hmm. and introduce yourself if necessary to be like, yeah, oh, that is fun. And I do have a good time and it is easy and kind of come
1: at things maybe just from
0: a different view, if that makes sense.
1: Yes, it makes so much sense. And it's such a good point. And it's one of the reasons why I say that self-awareness is our number one productivity tool. And I've decided to amend that to number one life tool. And it's a big part of what we do when we work together. So another worksheet that I have for my clients that I adore, and oh my goodness, I've shared it with so many people. And it's like two pages, you know, Mm -hmm. a few minutes to answer some prompts. It's called The Joy List. Ah. I know. I thought you might (laughs) like that. Uh, It's actually just questions to say, you know, what lights me up? What nourishes me? Mm -hmm. What do I lose track Mm -hmm. of time doing? And what's so interesting about that is I created it with this idea that you would ultimately, by answering these questions, have your own self-care guide right? Mm -hmm. You would have this list to work off of and you can say, am I doing those things? Am I not? Have I been feeling down lately? Hmm, Have I been doing those things? Maybe not, or maybe not enough, or where can I incorporate this? But at the same time, these things also can tell you. When you say, what do I lose track of time doing? They can tell you what you're good at. Me, eating ice cream and sleeping are definitely on that list, but also mm-hmm. having- But there's
0: a raisin. ton of other things. Exactly. There's a ton of other things, exactly. Absolutely. And
1: when you start to explore that, you start to explore where you are most energized and things that you love to do. And I think what we miss when we're trying to figure this out is when we do something, where we're like, oh, well, that's not a big deal because it comes mm. easy to me. And you're right. like, ah, but that's, where the genius is that is, yeah that's the moment where you, when you're like oh whatever and then but other people are like yeah but that's so amazing
0: when I come to you to be okay listen canva my head's going to explode no it, oh zippity do here you go and and then I look at you like what just happened there yeah Oh my goodness. This can go on and on and I want it to. So first of all, where are we going to find you? Where you hang out? What are your social handles? Tell me, tell me, tell me.
1: So you could always go to my website for the starting point, positivelyproductive.com. And you're listening to an amazing podcast with just the best title please hop on over to Positively Living and join me there. Just cue us up and just have a playlist going. I would be honored. And in terms of social media, if you're a LinkedIn kind of person or Facebook, uh, positively productive, but if you like to play on Instagram, that's one of my favorite places. That's where I'm goofy. That's where the stress management comes in. And uh, my reels will either make you roll your eyes or laugh or maybe both. And that's positively underscore Lisa.
0: Love. And the fun thing, and it is a fun thing because when I'm doing, let's say a review and I have to remind myself of what did I achieve? What did I fall short on? Let's readjust, whatever. And I'll use like a life wheel similar to a bicycle wheel Mm -hmm. and all these different sections. And life isn't always serious, even though, you know, yes, it's productivity. Yes, we're dealing with entrepreneurs. That's an I'm a coach. And and yet the fun factor is key. I mean, you you could go through it and life's not just about checking off the boxes. You got to laugh. You got to have fun. You got to tell some funny
1: stories along the way. All those things are productive though. So guess what? Your naps, your, you your, your jokes, <laughs> watching silly cat videos, all of that's yeah. good for you and it makes you more yeah. productive. So yay.
0: <laughs> I absolutely love it. And you haven't written a book yet because I already heard an outline in this interview. So I'm just curious. I'll be listening
1: back. No, that's next on the list. That okay. is next. So that
0: is uh, definitely... There's an outline there. And I would definitely anxiously await that. So that would be a good one. Ah, this has been delightful.
1: Exactly what we said it would be, right? Exactly what we hoped. And, you know, we're in the place that we love to be. Mm. And that's how the magic happens. So
0: positively living is the podcast jump on over apple let's go apple they're the bigger you know uh, Mm -hmm. spotify too spotify late to the ratings game but definitely subscribe give a listen and all of those reviews, they mean something. They do. They absolutely, whoever those they people are, I've got they people. They're <laughs> like, it, you know, it's, it's important. I'm sure it is. That's why anytime we get to uh, support others, we absolutely will. So, so definitely get her on the playlist. And I want to hear the comments. Okay, joyfoundhere.com. On the website, I want you to direct it there. Keep an eye on the website. We've had a little product delay, a little launch delay in our merch, in our journals and mugs, but please, patience is a virtue and it will be worth it. So thank you for your patience there. And we are knocking, knock, knock, knocking on coming up to our 100th episode that is crazy and just match it crazy is really what it is. And we're just so excited and thrilled and uh, couldn't do it without you guys. As always, it really means so much to us. So thank you as always and talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.